News Talk On Demand. Interruption-free audio where you want it, when you want it. Come on, y'all do it. When they hit that point, how could I dance with another? Y'all go, woo! <laughs> A little Fab Four music. Saw her standing there. Brent Lokes with you. Betty White passed away on uh, New Year's Eve. Or New Year's Day, was it? Gerald was uh, reporting, yes, New Year's Eve, uh, was saying how uh, the medical examiner has now said that uh, Betty White uh, had suffered a stroke a number of days before, uh, which led to her death at the age of 99. But uh, Betty White's legacy and her love of animals will live on. It's pretty fascinating. If you don't know the whole deal with Betty White, uh, going back to when she was a child, uh, she was in an interview uh, about a dozen years ago and said, as a kid, she was the lucky little girl who had parents who went for a walk and they'd come home with her cat or a dog. He followed us home. Betty, can we keep him? <laughs> and those were her parents. And she had a lifelong love of animals, did some amazing things as far as animal rescue and raising money uh, for animal shelters around uh, the U.S. So what a lot of people are saying now is next Monday, the 17th, uh, would be Betty White's 100th birthday. And as a tribute to her, uh, they are asking that people pick a local animal shelter, an animal group, uh, whatever establishment it is that you want to support, and make a donation in Betty White's name. Uh, they've even got uh, a hashtag, Betty White Challenge, and they're saying if every animal lover out there donated $3 or $5 to a local rescue group or an animal shelter, it would uh, make her 100th birthday the movement that Betty would have loved and that she well deserves. So that's something to keep in mind, isn't it? Uh, it was beautiful. You know, you think about the amazing long life and career that Betty White had. In an interview back in 2013, she says, I have this very expensive habit. Uh, she talked about her love of animal volunteer work and supporting so many animal groups. So she says, my work makes it possible for me to support and volunteer my time with many different animal welfare organizations. May want to think about that. The Betty White Challenge. Uh, if you want to make that donation to the uh, local rescue or animal shelter that you favor, uh, keep it in mind for next Monday, which would be Betty White's 100th birthday. It's 17 minutes after 7 o'clock. Okay, I got a story to tell you. That's the Gypsy Kings, their mariachi band, and their version of the Eagles Hotel California. Penny and I were on a cruise a uh, number of years ago, and we were going through our pictures here just recently, doing some reminiscing and wishing for those days of uh, getting away on a winter holiday. But we were chuckling at the fact that on this one particular cruise, we made three stops in Mexico. Every stop we got off, there was a mariachi band, and every stop we got off, the mariachi band at some point played Hotel California. <laughs> On the Brent Lauk Show page on Facebook this morning, I was uh, asking people, are you a beach or a pool person? A uh, young woman I work with was uh, telling me this funny story yesterday about how she loves to go on a warm weather holiday. She hates the beach, doesn't like the ocean, doesn't like the sand, prefers the pool. And so that's what I'm asking on my show page. What's your preference, beach or pool? David says beach, hands down. Leona says, sitting on the beach, making sandcastles with my grandkids, it's the best. 
Cindy says, I'm with your friend. <laughs> Don't like the beach. Uh, Anna says she might change her mind if she were to swim in the Mediterranean. Anna says, I wouldn't trade that beauty for anything. But while in Canada, she says, I'll take the pool. <laughs> Bobby says, beach every time. I can sit next to a pool here in Saskatchewan. It's 724. Good morning. It's 745, 15 away from 8 o'clock on this Tuesday, 11th day of January. Brent Lokes with you. We're all feeling a whole lot better with these temperatures. Boy, what a difference it makes. And we're going to stay above normal here for the next few days. Imagine what it must feel like for this gentleman uh, in the States who is alive today because surgeons were able to successfully transplant a genetically modified pig heart into this man. Uh, basically, the doctors say he would be dead if not for the success of this operation. Uh, they transplanted this pig heart as part of an in, uh, experimental procedure. But what they've done is they've showed that this genetically modified animal organ can survive and function so far within the human body without immediate rejection. Uh, three days after the procedure, the man who underwent the surgery is alive and doing well. Uh, the FDA in the States uh, authorized the procedure on compassionate ground. Uh, they say that he was ineligible for a traditional heart transplant and had run out of other options. It was either die or do this transplant in a statement, uh, the man said, I want to live. I know it's a shot in the dark, but it's my last choice. He issued that statement just before doctors operated on him. It's amazing what science, medicine has been able to accomplish. You know, I'm of the generation where we remember some of those early attempts at heart transplants back in the day, back in the 60s. Uh, think about... Um, Oh, what was his name? The South African doctor, Dr. Christian Barnard, who did some of the early heart transplants and the technology nowadays. I've got a brother-in-law who has been living with a heart pump now for, gosh, it's got to be five, six years. Uh, his heart was pretty well shot. Uh, they had him on the transplant list. And in the uh, interim, they put this pump in him. And it's pretty amazing technology. He walks around. He has this battery pack strapped to his belt. And he has this pump. And he has made the decision now that uh, he will not go for a heart transplant, that he's quite happy living the rest of his life with this heart pump. And he's an active guy. <laughs> it amazes me uh, what, what science is able to do for him and the quality of life that he uh, continues to have to this day. And for the gentleman with the, uh, the uh, pig heart, fully understand one's thinking. You know, what would you do? Doctors say, we've got no other options except this. I think most of us would say, let's give it a shot. Life wins out at 748.